peace and welcome to the healing space. Before we begin with the episode, I'd like for you to take a moment to be still. This is something you can do while sitting at a desk, while laying down, while driving, or even while walking through a mall. I ask that you focus on my words and allow your mind to be still. Meditation doesn't have to take place with closed eyes and still bodies. Now, connect to your breath for me. Inhale deeply and hold it. Now release and exhale just as deeply. If you're in a quiet space with no one around, make your exhale audible. Allow yourself to feel the fullness of your breath. We hardly breathe from day to day. Our breaths are often shallow and meaningless. This is how we allow stress, anger, rage, bitterness to all take over. Connect to your breath, to the true center of who you are. Find yourself in your breath and be still, if only for a moment. Be still. Now, let's get healed. Happy New Year, Misfits, and welcome to the Year of the Phoenix. I am your host, Sensei Raven Akundayo. And uh, yeah, my co-host is missing in action. He's straight MIA. <laughs> Brandon Harris-Williams went to the Great Escape concert last night, and I think he wasn't prepared for how it was going to make him feel afterwards. That brother was up. I think he texted me and said the, con- the uh, concert ended around 1 o'clock. So it is 1.32 p.m. on Monday. I'm actually recording this a day before it goes up. And yeah, at 1.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that brother has still not replied to me. So I'm guessing that 12 hours later, he is still knocked out from that concert. (laughs) So I am going it alone for the first episode of the new year. I had already informed him this is going to be a pretty short episode anyway, so we can jump right into it. Uh, We were going to start off by talking about how our holidays went. So I'm going to share that with all of you misfits who are listening. I hope you guys had an awesome holiday as well. For me, I I got to spend time with my family. And for those of you who listen to the podcast often, you know that I live in Atlanta now, but I am originally from Maryland. So my family drove down from Maryland. They connected with me thanks to my wonderful friend, Mike. Uh, He drove me about three hours into Savannah with Kevin, and Kevin actually talked about it on the Outline podcast as well. We had a little road trip down to Savannah, and I can't thank Mike enough for that. Uh, Those of you who listen again to the podcast know about Mike and Kevin, especially last week because I mentioned them when we were talking about our lessons and blessings, and Mike has been a huge blessing to me, and he keeps pouring it in. (laughs) And He took me to Savannah, I connected with my family, and we drove the the rest of the way down to my mom and sister's condos down in Orlando, Florida. Uh, We had fun. You know, it was definitely a great time being able to see my family again because it's been some months since I saw them. 
And uh, yeah, I absolutely enjoyed that weather. <laughs> Being able to be in, you know, uh, 60 and 70 degree weather, I think it was 80 one day, and bringing in the holidays like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kwanzaa in 80 degree weather, I can do that all day. So yeah, needless to say, I'm probably going to find a way to celebrate the holidays in a warm climate every year. <laughs> I'm, I'm like serious. Like we woke up on Christmas day, you know, I was celebrating Christmas with them and we're outside on the patio. You know, I'm like out there bare feet, the minimal amount of clothing on and like just chilling. And it felt so good. I'm sitting there like, I know everyone enjoys a white Christmas. That's not me. No, I'm perfectly fine with 80 degree. It could have been 85 for all I care. You know, the hotter, the better. I'm one of those people. Shoot, I teach yoga on the top of Stone Mountain here in Georgia. For anyone who knows how hot it can get in Georgia <laughs> and what it is, what it's like at the top of Stone Mountain, when you reach the top of Stone Mountain, there aren't any trees None. So there's nothing blocking the sun whatsoever. If you look at my body, like if I was to take my shirt off, for those of you who know about Mortal Kombat, I feel like I look like Jax. Like my arms starting from my shoulders down are dark. And then you look at my torso and it's light. So, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I think that was like the first suntan of my life. Oh my God. And like still, it's it's just beginning to slowly fade away. But anyway, even with that all happening, I still love the heat. I'll take it any day over cold, any day, which is the complete opposite of my sister and my niece. It was really funny because I stayed in my sister's condo and my mom's condo was down the street and I'm in there and my sister, for some reason, our temperatures are completely off. Whenever I'm really hot, my sister's really cold and vice versa. So it was like hell being in there. I wish I would have had, uh, uh, what is it called? Lord knows the the heater it is completely leaving me right now <laughs> space heater jesus yes i wish i had a space heater when i was in there because i literally had to wrap up in you know a hoodie and sweatpants my usual wear anyway but as <laughs> i wear my usual wear to bed and that was hilarious uh but yeah 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 it was it was a fun time i love being able to go down there you know for uh any differences that I may have, you know, my family celebrates Christmas, I celebrate Kwanzaa, you know, I'm Mr. Peace and Namaste guy, and that's not always my family, but I love them regardless, you know, uh, and shout out absolutely to my niece and nephew, I feel like we're all like siblings, <laughs> instead of them being like my niece and nephew, we're all three siblings, uh, I love them, love my sister, love my mother, the rest of my family, shout out to my dad, I am going to shake the heck out of him, because we've been playing phone tag like crazy and uh, I wasn't able to verbally wish him a happy new year I was able to wish him a merry Christmas and a happy Kwanzaa but I couldn't say happy new year to him but I know he's all good you know shout out to my stepmom as well uh, but yeah so that was cool and bringing it to an end when I was in Orlando I got to meet up with one of my brogies a fellow yogi for those of you who aren't familiar with the term <laughs> Clyde Hampton uh, Mr. Hamp himself and we had a great workout like that workout was killer uh, we went to the gym this huge complex that he works out in and he did weight training with me. We did a lot of squat work. So it was we we split it up. He did a lot of the fitness work 
and we put in work, you know, lifting and all that stuff. I'll be posting some videos on social media for you guys to see just a little bit of what we did. But that already wore us out. So I was like, you know, you're going to do this and wear me out. And then we're going to go and I'm going to teach yoga. <laughs> but that's how it worked. You know, after we finished doing uh, all of the fitness and weight training with him, we went upstairs and we focused on yoga. And I was nervous because I know a lot of yogis and yoginis online and a lot of the people that I teach, even if they're people who are already doing yoga, they're not teachers in, in any way as far as it comes with fitness, uh, with the exception of one person. And I guess I should have learned with him, you know, uh, my brother Dwayne, who lives here, he's a fitness trainer. And he, you would have thought I was killing him when we did yoga together. So I guess I should have, I should have known that. But I went into this with Clyde. Like, I really hope that when he takes my class, you know, he's not sitting there like, am I getting thing, anything out of this? You know, we, we all have our insecurities and we have to be honest about them. And with me, when I'm teaching other yogis and yoginis, I'm always, especially if they're people who are further in their practice, I, I never want it to be a situation where they're looking like you're not teaching me anything. And that comes from me always sharing with you guys that I've come across in person and online some elitist yogis. And it always bothers me when you find elitists in any area, you know, any passion that you may have, because we're all doing our best to rise, no matter what it is. You know, that could be acting, that could be singing, it could be, you know, weightlifting, it could be yoga, you know. We're all doing our best to rise. So to to meet people who look at you like you're not as good as me, you know, my practice is better than yours. I think it's a hindrance to all of us being able to rise together. So thankfully, it was the complete opposite. And one of the things I can really say that I love about Hamp is that, like me, he's willing to give praise, you know. Uh, I'm one of those kind of people that I love feeding light to people. I love feeding love to people. So if I know you're really making an impact on me, I want you to know it. You know, that that played a big part in last week's episode, our lessons and our blessings. When it came time to talk about our blessings, I love being able to give people their flowers while they're still here. I think it's really, really important. And I know that it's not natural for a lot of people, and that's okay. I'm not attempting in any way to force my beliefs and what I practice on others. I just love when it's received. So I give a lot of love to Hamp that so freely without me having to, I'm sure he didn't think that, well, yeah, 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 he did. Cause I told him ahead of time, he was like, I can't wait to learn from you. And I was like, dude, I hope that I live up to your expectations. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, with, without hesitation, he let me know how much he got out of our session together and how much he learned. And that made me feel really good because I reflected back to my sensei uh, named Edith. And Edith taught me so much, and I'm willing to tell so many people about how much I learned from her, and a good amount of my practice came from what I learned from her. And then there are things that I created and made up myself, and I kind of brought them together. And so what what almost brought a brother to tears was when Hamp was sharing with me that he was going to do the same thing that I taught him so many new things that he was going to use with his students once he became certified. And that touched me to my core. It really, really did. To know that I'm now going to have people out here who are taking things to the next level, they're becoming teachers and they're taking what I teach them to others. Man, I can't even begin. <laughs> like it, it feels good to me to have so many people in this world call me sensei. I don't take that for granted, you know? So just something like that really means a lot to me. I have people call me sensei who I don't even teach. 
you know, just on the daily, people who have received my inspirational text messages or walk with me on social media. These people call me sensei and it fills me. It fills me because this is my life's passion. But also I've been mocked by a lot of people that I love. So to know that I'm making a difference despite the, the people that I care for who have looked down on my path means a lot. So that session with him was awesome. Uh, my body is still feeling it. <laughs> and that's good. That's good. I love when I feel the, the ache of progression, I call it. The ache of progression. <laughs> it's a wonderful feeling. Uh, but yeah, that brother, Mr. Hamp, is going to be on next week's episode. It's going to be healing through yoga. So definitely make sure that you listen to that. It was a great conversation. And after we were finished uh, recording our episode, we actually did some acro yoga together. And we did, I think he called it uh, the box. It was my first time ever doing the box. I told him, I was like, dude, I can do one move in acro yoga. <laughs> and I started teaching it to one of my students. <laughs> That's all. So now I have two that I can do. Um, I'm always very hesitant to do any acro until I've practiced it with someone who knows far more than I do. My my one acro move that I can do, I learned it from my sensei, Edith, and now I learned from uh, from Ham. And he does it all the time. I believe with Nisi, shout out to Nisi, by the way. I'm so mad that I didn't get to meet you while I was down there, but I definitely will make sure to do so uh, the next time I'm in the Orlando area. She has wonderful energy as well. So yeah, uh, after I left there, went back home, chill. Well, went back to my sister's condo, chilled out for a little while. And I think that was Friday, Saturday, the day in between chilled out. My niece and I went to the outlets and she went shopping for a few things. I was just there, you know, um, <laughs> didn't purchase anything. I'm holding tight to the money that I have left. Again, for those of you who listen to the podcast often, you know, I've been very transparent about me and my, my journey down here. Uh, being able to thankfully make money from my passion for teaching yoga and meditation, but I haven't had a nine to five. The nine to five finally starts this week, <laughs> but uh, um, a brother is a great steward of my finances, so <laughs> I have been chilling. I didn't purchase a thing while I was in Orlando with the exception of food. That's all. So I'm walking around in the show, uh, in the outlets with her like, hey, do you? I see a lot of things I like. <laughs> and the minute those checks start coming in again, we are going at it. But yeah, that's that's definitely a major thing for me this year. Uh, focusing on being the best that I can be at this nine to five. Like I said in a previous episode, even though it's not my passion, I'm going to give it my all as if it is. The, uh, the CEO of the company has actually said to me already, because he heard me, uh, he overheard me talking about yoga. He said that he actually wants me to teach yoga to everyone who works in our particular office, because he has offices all over the country. So I was like, absolutely. And I looked at the universe like, ah, here we go. You're going to find a way to bring my passion into this place. Dude, if I can start doing this on a regular basis, that's all I ask for, you know? That's all I ask for. I've been blessed to have nine to fives where I can always incorporate some type of passion that I have into this place so that I can be there. You know, um, I haven't had a job where I was miserable going to work since I was probably around 2021. 20, I was working in a music store and it got to the place where it was a, a, uh, a bullying atmosphere. So I hated going into work. But other than that, every place that I've had since then, I've been good because I found some type of way to live in my passion while I was there. 
And so, yeah, when he said that to me, I'm like, cha-ching, here we go. Um, and in the midst of being there, I can continue to work on building my wellness. The goal is, as I said in a previous episode, the goal is to have my own wellness center here in Atlanta. And that's just starting here in Atlanta. So that's what we're working towards. So when you have a vision for your passion, it makes it a lot easier to be in a place that isn't your passion. You feel me? And uh, also, this 9 to 5 is going to give me an opportunity to interact with people. And I'm going to do my best to spread love and light in the midst of doing that. So, you know, you walk in your purpose no matter what. <laughs> um, hopefully, anyone who's listening right now, you're able to find a way in your 9 to 5 to incorporate just a piece of your passion into what it is you do. Even if it's something you have to do on the side. You know, I was at one job where uh, I was there for 10 years. And though I wasn't actually able to bring my passion into the place, I was able to build my company parallel, you know, so I'm in there doing my nine to five. And because I wasn't micromanaged every day, because the the woman who was, excuse me, who was the person who I reported to, she was so absolutely amazing that I was able to work on my business while I was there. As long as I got my work done, she was all good, you know, and she and I remain friends to this day. But I was literally able to be on the computer working on my company, you know, making sure that I knock out everything. When I was running my magazine, I could talk to my my uh, journalists while I was at work, everything. Like everything worked out. I ran everything right next to each other. So I never walked into work hating what I was doing. And that's why I think it's so important for people to find their passion. If you're listening to this, my dear misfits, and you're not sure of what your passion is, don't be afraid to start the journey of figuring out what it could be. It's, it's an amazing, amazing feeling. And a lot of our passions don't have to be the same, you know? When, when I was younger, I used to shame people who worked at McDonald's. And I had to get to the point one day where I had to realize if we didn't have people in these fast food restaurants now, of course, you know, <laughs> for for those of us who do our best to be a little bit more health conscious, we might be like, you know, it's a, it would be good if they didn't exist. But no, if we're being real, if we didn't have these people, no matter what type of food they're serving us, you know, if we're, if we're being very honest, these people, one, may not have employment. And two, there will be no one there to serve us. So there, there's a purpose for everyone. And there is someone who is behind that cash register at McDonald's who their goal is to become a general manager or something like that. They have goals. They have aspirations. Their purpose is to serve you, you know. And I, too, am a servant. My, I, I live my life to be a servant of light, you know, to bring love and peace and joy to others. So that is what I do. But I go about it in a way of wellness, I go about it in a way of meditation and yoga and light coaching, you know? These are my things. Another person could see their purpose of serving as being able to literally service you, you know? How may I help you? You know, they're verbalizing it in that way. They're giving you food. So we we have to understand that we shouldn't we shouldn't shame people in those areas, in any area. You know, I've been guilty of doing it with my best friend. You know, my best friend now works in health. But before that, he was a security guard, and I looked down on that, you know. Um, I, but that's only because I felt that there was something better for him out there, but I didn't have to shame it, you know, because security guards are needed. They are. So we have to get better with not shaming people and their purpose when they understand that it is their purpose. If it's a mean to an end, then you support that. 
and you let the person know, okay, whatever it is that you're going through, whether it's security guard or a sex worker, you know, if they're not being hurt when they're doing their sex work, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, let them know that you're there with them. Don't shame them, you know, until they figure out what their purpose is, where where their direction is in life, what it is that that pumps them up, what 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 makes them happy in the morning, what makes them wake up with a spring in their step. Because <laughs> I can honestly admit, I when people say I'm a night person, when people say they're a day person, I'm an all types of person. I wake up in the morning, I can be in a good mood. Nighttime comes, I'm still in a good mood. I don't wake up angry. I don't wake up grumpy. You know, I'm, I'm one of those kind of people where if you walk into a room and you wake me up, I may be disoriented, but I'm still in a good mood, you know. Uh, and that's no knock toward people who wake up grumpy, you know, but <laughs> it's like we, we, we can't knock people for where they are. We just have to pray, send love and light that they're able to get everything together. So for those of you who may not know what your purpose is and you're listening to this right now, it's going to come. But you have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. I I lived my life being the person that you're listening to right now. I always wanted to help. I was a much shyer person when I was a kid, but I always wanted to know that I always knew, excuse me, that I wanted to make people feel better. I've been that way my entire life. I don't know if that's who I was at birth or if, you know, being around my grandmother, <laughs> she fed that love and light to me. You know, she always saw in me that I was a healer. So I don't know. I don't know, but I just know that for as long as I can remember, I know that I've always loved making other people feel good, and I consider it a blessing to meet people who feel the exact same way. So, Lord knows, I went on one of those Scorpio tangents just now. (laughs) Hopefully, all of that connected for you, but yeah, so then uh, yesterday, I made my way back to uh, Atlanta. I took a 10-hour bus ride back, and the 10-hour bus ride literally flew by flew by was no big deal whatsoever and for the majority of the ride I would say at least for nine of the 10 hours I was uh, I had both seats to myself so that was cool was able to just chill out you know nothing was too crazy about the bus everything was all good you know people were pretty chill and then in the last hour someone sat next to me and many blessings to him (laughs) I'll just leave it at that many blessings to that brother but I arrived back in Atlanta I made my way back here and I eventually met up with one of my dearest friends who moved to Atlanta this past Friday. Shout out to Kaya. That is my brother. You know, uh, yeah, we it's it's gotten to a point. Two things. Quick, quick tangent. One, I've become very cautious about using the term best friend uh, for someone like me, who one of my traumas is friendship. You know, I suffer from trusting people because of what I've gone through as far as friendship. In the past, I've been quick to cling on to people. And at one point in time, I called eight people. I'll never forget this. I called eight people my best friend all at once. Um, <laughs> and I had to pull back from that chapter of my life. <laughs> but now I'm very cautious about using that word because I think we can be very loose with the term best friend. But yeah, he and I call it one another brother. And that is what he is to me. He is my brother. And, uh, you know, um, Mike and Kevin and Charlie, who was one of their friends, they all came from California. And I believe they all knew each other ahead of time. Or if not, they found each other once they were all here and realized where they were, they were all from. But I'm fairly certain. No, I'm almost 100% certain they're all, they were all friends in California. And so it's like, you know, Kevin had Charlie. And, you know, 
then uh, the two of them and Mike, they were all really close with each other. And I came down here and pretty much all I had was Elliot. And I had other, a lot of other friends after that. And, you know, by the grace, I have become very, very close with Kevin and Mike. But, you know, with them, they had Charlie. And that was their piece. You know, for Kevin, he had his piece of home right there and is one of his dearest, closest friends. And that's how I feel with Kaya being here. With Kaya being here, it's like I have these amazing friends who I've met while I've been here. You know, George and Michaela and so many other people. And it's like, but but that piece, that piece of home is here now. And it's like having Kaya here is like, oh God, that feels so awesome to have my bro here. It just makes the blessing of all of these other people amplified by having Kaya here as well. So we went and we brought in the new year together and that was phenomenal. And I mean, it was really simple. You know, some people uh, have to be in really loud spaces and I, I feel you you know people want to be in Times Square or you know here the peach dropped instead of the ball and they went and they enjoyed that people like to be in that atmosphere of just that love and light with lots of people but me especially being an empath I need to be in a more chill space so we went to Einstein's and thankfully there weren't a lot of people like I, I laughed because I was like you look at all these bars and there aren't a lot of people here <laughs> Where on any other weekend, the place will be packed, but there was hardly anybody there. Uh, there was literally enough just to be surrounding the bar. Perfection. So we were like, yeah, high five. This is going to be awesome. So we go in there and all of the wait staff were really awesome. Everyone behind the bar, everyone was really, really cool. So shout out to them. But, uh, you know, everyone brought in the new year together. We recorded it and it just felt good. It felt good because after everything that I've been through this year to end the year finally being able to get employment and to have one of my nearest and dearest friends move here and to bring in the new year with him to have a roof over my head thanks to such a wonderful human being you know to 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 meet so many awesome so many awesome individuals here even for all of the hardships that I went through I posted a collage on uh on Instagram and Facebook of all of the friends and all of the moments, you know, that I had with said friends throughout the year. And I had a few people inbox me and they're like, bitch, you're, <laughs> you're talking about, the, you know, how difficult it is for you to have friendships and all this other stuff. I couldn't even make it through all of your collages because they were too many. And I sat back and I thought about it. And I mean, the truth is a good number of the people in those collages I don't speak to anymore, you know. Um, so I, I still stick to the fact that it's not the easiest thing for me to keep friends because I don't know, like, I don't know, <laughs> I can't explain the reason why other than chapters, you know, but I'm still thankful for them. And so that's the reason why they were in the collage, even though several of those people we no longer speak, they were a part of my life at some point in 2017. So they're worth being celebrated, you know, no matter what it is that has happened now in this moment, in those moments, there was a closeness there was a connection, and I'm thankful to them for feeding me their love, and I pray that I did the same for them. So yeah, that's what those collages were about, and that was my reflection as Kaya and I clicked our drinks and we brought in the new year, was that through everything that I've been through in 2017, I have had so many blessings, you know? I've been able to travel. I've been able to, you know, build love and light with so many people. I've prayerfully been able to bring a lot of love and light to a lot of others, and it made this year worth it. In the moments where I really, really, really felt down, I reflect on this year and understand that it was all for a reason. You know, the work was necessary. 
I was brought to my knees. Shoot, I was more than brought to my knees. God brought me face down, you know. I was set on fire. I was burnt to a crisp. (laughs) Ashes on the ground. And now I'm rising, you know. With every death that I had this year, I rose just a little bit more, but I was never truly able to come out of the ashes and soar. But now I am. I have lifted out of the ashes, and for the rest of this year, I'm going to be flying, you know? And that brings us into the name of this episode. This is the year of the phoenix. And for those of you who uh, have walked with me on social media for years, you know that I name every year. Started from 2010. For the life of me, I can't remember what 2010 was named. But (laughs) from 2011 and on, I posted those names to my Facebook page last night. And the year of the Phoenix came from pretty much everything that I went through last year. After everything I went through, I noticed, you know, I died over and over again, but I kept being reborn. But I couldn't quite get up out of the ashes to soar and fly. But now that I am, that is the meaning of this year, you know? This is the year of the Phoenix. This is the year, this rise has taken place. January 1st, I'm coming out of the ashes and I will soar for the remainder of this year and magical things are going to happen for me. And I want the same for you listeners, you know? For all of you misfits out there who are listening to me right now, I pray, I pray so much that you guys fly and you soar And you take in love and light and you spread love and light as well. That's in no way saying that this year is just going to be a cakewalk for all of us, you know, that we're going to go from January 1st into December 31st without any issues. That's just not reality. But I pray that this year looks different than 2017. (laughs) And I say that in the sense that I looked on social media and saw, my goodness, I can't remember the last time I saw so many people talking about the bad year they had. Like, it, it was far from just me. Now, there have been a lot of other years where people have complained, well, this wasn't my year or something like that, but they were sprinkled. I saw this constantly in the last month. Everyone like, I can't wait for 2018 because 2017 kicked my ass. And while I can sit here and say that I learned a lot of lessons, you know, I have so many blessings, <laughs> so many blessings, and I have to focus on that. I have to understand that 2017 took me down, but I have to remember that I had a lot of blessings there. So when I say I want 2018 to look different, I just mean I don't want to literally be face down again. <laughs> I don't want to just be, you know, torched and burned over and over again. <laughs> now that I'm reborn, I'm not looking to die again in 2018, you know. Uh, the, the phoenix is a totem animal for Scorpio because we are creatures of rebirth. But I want this year to be one where I just soar. And for those moments that happen, you know, my, my wings can be clipped, but I'll heal myself and begin to fly again. I'm just not looking to be burned. So in that instance, I have to be very aware at all times, you know, still live in love and light, but be aware of the people who I bring around me, you know, because they can look to clip my wings. I have to be very aware of that. Be very aware of this nine to five that I'm going into. Understand the the chapter that it's supposed to be in my life. You know, pay attention to what I'm doing as far as my purpose and my passion and doing my best to truly soar in that and not resting on things, you know. Uh, So these are just things for you to for you all to listen and think about as well. How you're going to soar and how you need to watch out for your peace 
and watch out for your joy and to make sure that it's not stolen, you know? Uh, let, let me, let me rephrase that because it's, I, I feel like things can't be stolen from you. It has to be given. So to make sure that we don't give our joy away to people, you know, that we don't hand <laughs> clippers to people so that they can clip our wings, you know? Uh, yeah, that, that, that we're, we're looking out for ourselves, that we're spreading love and light to others and that we continue to fly. And that is the purpose of the year of the Phoenix. That, that is what this year is about is soaring and if any point in time you know because that's my my journey is I don't plan to burn again but for some of you you're going to die you know there's a good possibility in 2000 in 2018 excuse me that you will die metaphorically I don't I don't God knows I pray that whoever's listening doesn't actually leave this plane of existence but when you when you burn to ash I pray that you know that you can rise again in the year of the phoenix, you will rise and you will soar even higher. My journey can be to not be burnt to ash again in this year. Who knows? It may happen, you know, but I'm speaking into existence that it won't. But if you're listening right now, I want you to know that your journey is yours. It's not mine. So you don't have to tell yourself it's not going to happen. You can tell yourself if it happens, my ass is coming up out of those ashes stronger than I was before and I'm going to soar tell yourself that own that that is your story for this year and you stick to it no matter what it is you go through if people put you down if you put yourself down when it gets to the point where you have doubt and you feel like you can't make it you remember you are a phoenix there's nothing that can stop you other than yourself nothing there's nothing that's going to stand in your way there's no ceiling that you can't break and fly through there's no limit to how high you can go you are a phoenix. And with that being said, we are done for this episode. <laughs> Sending love and light to all of you. If you would like to be able to walk with us on social media, the healing space is Instagram, uh, THS podcast. That's Instagram. It's underscore THS podcast for Twitter. If you want to be able to walk with us on Snapchat, it's Revolution LLC. And on Facebook, it's Revolution Multimedia. Let's see. Is there anything else that I need to say to you guys? Next week, it's all about yoga. So make sure you tune in for uh, that. Oh, also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Barry from uh, Pods Podcast in Color. Because there was a conversation that she and a few other sisters were having on Twitter about needing to find a uh, a podcast that did meditation. And I went into their conversation, you know, and I was like, excuse me, but that's actually something I teach. I just never thought that people would be interested in hearing meditation on a podcast. I felt like it would bore them. And all of them were like, no, it's needed. It's really needed. So that's the reason why you guys got the meditation intro at the beginning. So please share with me if you liked it. Please let me know if it helped you in any way. Please let me know if you didn't like it. I need to hear all around, you know, constructive criticism, praise, whatever it is. Let me know how you feel so I'll know that I need to continue to do it in further episodes. So again, next week is all about yoga, uh, my conversation with Hamp. Thank you so much for joining us for the healing space. Shout out to BHW, wherever you are, my brother. (laughs) I hope that you're doing okay. And until next week, I love every single one of you. Fly as high as you possibly can and beyond. Namaste.